All right, well, let's finish Hebrews 13, 20 by looking at part four, the great shepherd of the sheep. Why is Jesus called the great shepherd of the sheep? Before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Micah described Jesus as the shepherd to come as a king, and he would be the ruler and he would bring peace. That's Micah 5, 2. Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah described Jesus as a lamb being led to the slaughter and like a sheep being silent before his sacrifice. It's Isaiah 53. And this one, this lamb, this sheep would justify many. Paul explains what justified means in the book of Romans. Paul explains the word justify that we see in Isaiah 53. Paul explains how the death of Jesus justifies people. So before the birth in the prophet Micah and Isaiah, Jesus is described as a shepherd, as a lamb, and as a sheep. After his birth, Jesus is written about by Matthew as a shepherd who did come. Matthew 2.6, Matthew quotes Micah 5.2 as evidence that Jesus is the shepherd, the Christ of Matthew 5.2. During the life of Jesus, Jesus is presented by Matthew and Mark as a compassionate shepherd to those weighed down and worn out by the legalistic leaders, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, the synagogue rulers. Jesus came as a compassionate shepherd. It's Matthew 9.36 and Mark 6.34. And then at the end of his life, Jesus gave his life as a lamb or as a sheep to take away our sins. Matthew 26.31 and Mark 14.27 the shepherd was struck and the sheep scattered on the night Jesus was arrested. That's the shepherd being struck when he was arrested. John 1.29, the shepherd is described as a lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So Jesus, the shepherd, is described as the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John 10.2-16, Jesus is the good shepherd who gives his life for the sheep when he went to the cross and died for our sins. So we're looking at Jesus being the great shepherd of the sheep in Hebrews 13, 20. We're looking at why is Jesus called the great shepherd of the sheep? We looked at before he was born, he was called the shepherd. During his life, he was called the shepherd. After his resurrection, let's look at this. John 21, 15 through 17, Jesus told Peter to feed his sheep with loving care, which means Jesus is a shepherd over believers. Jesus is a loving shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He's a kind shepherd. He's the shepherd that gives his life for the sheep, and he's the shepherd that protects the sheep. So he tells Peter in John 21, 15 through 17 to feed his sheep. Now, what's Peter going to feed the sheep? He's going to feed the sheep grace because Peter has denied Jesus three times. Peter has lied that, I don't know this guy. I don't know anything about him. I'm not his disciple. I mean, Peter's feeling pretty low about himself. And, and Jesus comes and, and pours out love and grace on Peter. And he says, now, Peter, I want you to go shepherd my sheep the way I've shepherded you, with grace, with kindness, with love, with gentleness. And then what we see Peter doing is he's instructing those who lead communities of believers to be good shepherds, to be loving shepherds, to be kind shepherds. We see in 1 Peter chapter 5, 2 through 3, those who provide leadership within these communities. Peter's saying in 1 Peter 5, 2 through 3, 
to be caring shepherds and loving shepherds and kind shepherds and gentle shepherds. We see in 1 Peter 2, 22 through 25, Jesus is the shepherd of our souls. So Jesus is, is he shepherds us from the inside out with love and kindness and grace is how Jesus shepherds the spiritual part of who we are. And then Jesus is referred to as a, as a sheep and as a shepherd after his ascension. We see Philip explain to the Ethiopian that Jesus was the lamb or the sheep of Isaiah 53 who died for our sins. The Ethiopian was reading Isaiah 53. He didn't know what he was reading. Philip is sent by the Spirit to explain Isaiah 53, and the Ethiopian begins to realize Jesus is the Messiah, and he comes to faith in Jesus. And then Jesus appeared to Paul and gave Paul the full message of grace. We see Jesus giving Paul this full message of grace in Acts 20, 24, Acts 26, 15 through 18, Galatians 1, 11 through 12, and Ephesians 3, 1 through 6. This revelation of grace that the ascended Jesus gave to Paul to then educate people about and explain to people. In Acts 20, 28 through 32, it's a fascinating read. Paul's meeting with the elders of the church in Ephesus. He's outside of Ephesus. He sent for them, the leaders of the church. They're meeting with Paul. And I want us to read what Paul tells these elders in Acts chapter 20, 28 through 32. And by elder, I just mean leaders, the leaders of the church. That's all that word means, the leaders of the church in Ephesus. Timothy very well could have been a part of this conversation. Acts 20, 28 through 32. This is what Paul says to the leaders of the church in Ephesus. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God or the family of God, those who place their faith in Jesus, who God bought with his own blood. Verse 29 of Acts chapter 20. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth. We're going to see what this truth is that these people from within were going to distort. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. You can see that happening some in 1 John, and I write about that in my book, Forgiven and Cleanse. It's, it's fascinating history there. And so Paul says, so be on your guard against these savage wolves or who, who are going to come in and try to drag away and draw away the sheep. I want you to protect them. So be on your guard. Remember that for three years, I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears about these savage wolves who were going to come in and seek to prey on the believers, the flock the sheep, the believers. Verse 32. Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. We're sanctified by faith. Acts 26, verse 18. That's what Jesus told Paul. Paul is now telling the leaders of the church in Ephesus. 
So how are these leaders going to protect the believers from the savage, religious, legalistic wolves, probably Jewish wolves who are convinced Jesus isn't the Christ, he isn't the Messiah, trying to get them to come back into the synagogues, which is what was going on in 1 John, trying to get them to deny Jesus as the Christ and his work on the cross, which is going on in Hebrews. They're preying on these people. They're attacking the people. The leaders were in place to educate the believers about the gospel of grace so that when these attacks came, they would be so built up in the gospel of grace, what God did for them in Christ, justification by faith, forgiveness, righteousness, no condemnation, calling God Abba Father, all the truths of the gospel of grace, that when these savage wolves came, they would be so strong in grace that these savage wolves couldn't prey on them. That's what's going on in Acts 20, 28 through 32. And Paul was really concerned about this, very concerned that legalism would overtake the church. And we can see in Ephesus, Paul really zeroes in on the word grace in his letter to the Ephesians. And he wanted to see people educated about grace, and he wanted to see people flourishing in grace. Well, we're looking at Jesus. He's the great shepherd of the sheep. We've looked at he's the shepherd before he was born. We looked at he's the shepherd when he was born. He was the shepherd during his life. He was a shepherd after his resurrection. He was a shepherd after the ascension when he appeared to Paul. And when Jesus returns, he's still the shepherd. First Peter 5, 4, Jesus will return as the chief shepherd. Revelation 7, 13 through 17, Jesus reigns as the shepherd. So Jesus is this great shepherd that we see in Hebrews 13, 20, when the writer of Hebrews says, that great shepherd of the sheep. Now we know why. All those references that we just looked at in the scriptures all show that Jesus really is the great shepherd of the sheep who he wants those sheep to grow in the New Testament of grace.